1: and I was begging, just I just wanted some form of um, fulfilment and I wasn't getting it and I beat myself up for so many different reasons, whether I thought I wasn't good enough, whether I thought I'd never had any purpose in it or just, it just didn't feel like it was me kind of thing. It felt like I was trying to fit myself into a box or trying to reshape myself into something. But with this, it just felt just so <laughs> natural. <laughs>
2: Hi and welcome to the 3rd IV Podcast where I am your host, Spoken Third. The aim of this podcast is to have interesting weekly conversations with amazing guests to expand our way of thinking. This podcast is hosted by the company 3rd World. 3rd World has three sectors, education, arts and charity and I am the founder and head of the company. If you want to know more, please visit the website www.thirdworld.co.uk or follow us on Instagram at thirdworldltd Please make sure to spell third with three I's each time This week's special guest is Leigh Speaks who is a poet, rapper and artist who released his EP Metamorphosis in 2021 In the first part of our conversation we speak about his journey into music the meaning behind his name and the themes that are filled in the EP We also deep dive into the first three songs which speaks about his identity crisis of being stuck in his cocoon. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and without further ado, here is Lay speaks tonight. Hello, and welcome to the Third of You podcast. I am your host, Spoken Third, and today I have a very special guest, Lay speaks. Lay, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm on. I'm I'm great. You know, yeah, I'm feeling fit and everything. Can't. Can't wait to get started,
2: man. How you doing, bro? Yeah, again, man, you look fresh as well, man. I'm not going to lie. But, um, nah, so basically, late, Um, I found, uh, actually through a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Godama. I saw him, like, being featured on your, your EP, and I checked it out a couple of months ago. And then I really wanted to come chat to you about it, because it was fully dope. And then last week, I got to listen to it Quite extensively and quite deeply, I made some notes. And um, I want to, I can't wait to get into it, speak about metamorphosis, why you named it that, some of the lines which really stuck out to me, and the themes that were quite prevalent throughout the whole EP. But before we get into all that good stuff, um, why don't you explain to listeners your journey, how you got into spoken word, and how you got into
1: poetry? Uh, okay, it feels good to be able to tell the full version because I feel like often I've had to I'm sort of summarize. So, um, right, I I was I was always into English to be fair, always into music. Um, I never thought the two would collide. I never thought I had any kind of future in no. them. Um, I was actually part of a creative expressive arts group in uh, in church once upon a time. <laughs> And um, there was a thing every every month that we did where the last Sunday of the month, uh, we would deliver something to keep, you know, just keep the, for the teens section of the church, just keep them entertained and just make it more of an entertaining service. Uh, now, this week, there was no drama production, um, but I was also a dancer, drama group. I was also a solo dancer. Now, I've messed up my ankle literally like before, so I've had to call the um, youth worker and I told her like, look, at that, tomorrow, tomorrow's not going to, I, I don't know what to do. Like my legs mash off innit? And she was not trying to hear it basically. She was like, you're going to have to something confident. Like I, don't know, like I don't know what you're going to do. You're gonna... So I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, what do you mean? Like, what? Like, what can I, I can't dance. Like, I'm not going to mm. do a solo monologue or like, what? what? But obviously they'd shown us a few like a uh, spoken word things in the past and at, at these uh times I didn't really have any idea what spoken word was. Mm. I think the one that I've watched was um not particular. I can't remember who it was, but I remember it was why I don't like religion but love God and why I don't like school but I love education or something like that. I don't know if you're familiar I think with I've this.
2: seen it. I think that, that guy from yeah. America.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Mm. I thought, you know, let me just try something. Long story short, she and the people loved it. And it was obviously something very different. So I thought, you know what? I enjoyed writing this as well as, you know, like the fact that everyone else enjoyed it. So over the next couple of years, that was 2050. Over the next couple of years, I'd probably write about two, three Two or three, four more things in it, and like it was enjoyable. And um, I met someone who, um, obviously became the person because I was still kind of shy, and nervous about it and stuff, and just not really—it wasn't my thing. But they was, um, obviously very supportive of it and stuff, even though I didn't see a future in it. And it came to a point where we would argue a lot, and I was I was quite um, aggressive, not in terms of physically or anything towards them. But they said, like, I've noticed, like, when you write these things, you're very expressive and stuff. Why don't you use that as, like, your, like, expressive outlet kind mm. of thing? I mean, I hate the name. And I was just like, oh, shut up. I don't to talk about it. Like, man, like, tried it out and uh, it was... I can't even explain it. It just felt like a release. Like it literally felt like the tension had left my body through my hand, and like. And then the next stage of the release like, was me sending it out to the people in it, and uh, it was funny because I'd send them out to like my boys and stuff, and I think, man, them in it. <laughs> I think they thought I was looking for them to say you're hard, dude, you're hard. <laughs> but, like they're all telling me you're big up, like da da da, and I'm thinking, did you even listen? Bro, your boy just said a madness. Like, I'm talking some deep stuff, bro. And you're telling me it's hard. Like, this, this is a cry for help, G. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I took I kept doing it until they sort of like read between the lines and get the message and assume that like it wasn't in it. And um there was someone who um uh <laughs> funny because it was actually uh, uh one of my uh, female friends, my best friend in fact and um she was the one that sort of was able to see through it and say like Mm. this is this obviously some deep stuff and i understand this is how you feel but um why don't you um make it more um not even more because my stuff has always had some sort of relatability in a sense where no one is the first human to view any type of emotion but more in a sense where the way I would write was very personal and usually quite specific and stuff. He said, why don't you sort of expand your horizons? And at first that was very offensive to me. Um, I was quite um, upset at them suggesting that because I was thinking, this is my story. If it resonates with you, then fair enough, But this is my story, which means I'm not writing it for all these people. I'm writing like, this is my form of expression. And then, um, yeah, I guess I decided to, it always starts like this. I always think, well, you leave me alone. And then eventually I sort of, "Uh (laughs) okay, fine. Uh, So eventually I sort of um, started to focus more on delivering a message in various ways. I thought about how I can create something more artistic, but still under the, because I've always had quite emotive stuff, no matter what the topic is or what um sort of genre I'm going by, whether it's poetry or even rap. Um, so yeah, I think that's how I sort of sort of started working on my overall artistry as opposed to just my actual lyrics. I started attacking it from like, different kinds of perspectives and things like that, and being more creative and all of these things. But yeah, man. Fast forward to 2021
2: and, you know, you got EPs and everything. You know, <laughs> <you know>, <laughs> nah, so that's like, mad, bro. man. That's mad. Now, um, I, I probably resonate with your story because a few things are, like, out of a crisis. Uh, you you hurting your leg. All of a sudden, you find a hidden talent that you didn't even know you had. And um, I know we're going to speak about the EP, but you do speak a lot about, um, not, I would say, your your... God and, and spirituality and, and um, like destiny a little bit within your lyrics. And do you think in that moment you were kind of uh, touched by destiny? Because it does sound like it. Like all of a sudden your life has just gone boom this way when you didn't even know it could even happen.
1: I'm not going to lie. 100%. 200%. Because there were so many things which I enjoyed. And I was begging. Just, I just wanted some form of... Um, fulfillment and I wasn't getting it and I beat myself up for so many different reasons, whether I thought I wasn't good enough, whether I thought I'd never had any purpose in it or it just didn't feel like it was me kind of thing. It felt like I was trying to fit myself into a box or trying to reshape myself into something, uh, which is fine, but it felt like too much effort, so to speak. But with this, it just felt just so... (laughs) <laughs> natural like you said and obviously like I said I've obviously had to work on things and try try to improve delivery and flows and all of these things naturally as you would do but generally it did just feel meant to be like I said I always had a love for English and I always had a love for music and then one day the two just collided <laughs> you know it was um an art as well shall I say and um yeah, no, I could definitely say this This feels like exactly where I'm supposed to be. Whether it's um, still something I do on the side, so to speak, or something I make, you know, way more um, permanent as a fixated part of my life and maybe even the front-running part of my life kind of thing. Um, it's definitely, yeah, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be right now.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's that's actually beautiful, man. Like, not many people can feel like that. I think all of us are searching for where we're meant to be. And when you, if you feel like that right now, um, again, that fulfillment you were talking about, I'm sure it's like coming out of all, every pore of your body, you know, like knowing that this is what I was meant to do. And all of us, and also um, like myself, you you chosen a different name. And I did it because when I was younger, like um, Superman Spider-Man wrestlers and rappers, you know, they are probably like, influenced me to have like a different name. And I've always wanted a different identity. Is that why you chose a different name and, and why Lay speaks?
1: <laughs> so it's funny. yeah. Um, since I was about 15, good 10 years ago. Wow. It's been 10 years. Uh, I should do something to recognize that. But... Um... Ten years ago, uh, there was a tune, uh, Chipmunk featuring Chris Brown, Champion, in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was always a big Chris Brown fan, in it, and um, in Chris Brown's like, like, lyrics generally always resonated with me. Like, I'd always pick certain things out of lyrics. Sometimes it would be a rapper with a fast flow, or you know, there's little in between lines that no one really picks up on. I'm the type of person to sort of just break these things down. And um, yeah, he said, um, I think the last lines in Chris Brown's verse was, "I'm a champion, legend, history." And I thought, I wanna be, a, I wanna be part of history. I wanna be a legend. So Do you know what, man, Deb, call me the legend, man. Like, yeah, changed my Facebook name, all of that. Did I say It stuck? Um, so then it got to a while where I thought, Do you know what, yeah. The legend sounds a little corny. I don't know. I've already got legend on a football top and that, but <laughs> nah. Let me, let me uh, switch it up. For some reason, I'm Nigerian, Yoruba. For some reason, I decided to go for a European language instead of my own language. So maybe that's a shame on me too. But uh, for Leyenda, El Leyenda, which is the legend in Spanish. Um, um, yeah, I just felt like, you know what? This, this I like this, El Leyenda eventually it felt like the verb was what was making it cool new like why would you say the legend just say legend so i changed the Leander. so it was pretty much two at, at one point you could even call me legend or leander. and then when i was now looking for um an artist name i didn't know where to begin and i thought wait I, if you look like Leander's right there why don't you go for Leander the rap poet because it was like a fusion of rap poetry in you know? it and i always I did want a name with a a V in the middle innit I thought that's it, man. Like you know, Gabriel the Great or like Leander. Or I thought oh.
2: <laughs> I chose the rapper. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what I'm saying, yeah, man. <laughs> like, um, but I know Lay speaks just rang out to me. I don't even know what urged me to shorten Leander to Lay because I thought once I do that, no one's going to understand where Lay came from because my name doesn't have Lay in it at all. or Anything that's like what you translated the word and then shortened it, what? So I've done a vote on my IG when I, I think this was even before I made the IG that I use now. And everyone before Lay speaks instead of Lay ended the rapper. It. So I said, damn, I really wanted the other one, but I'm gonna trust you guys. I'm gonna trust you guys. And cool, since then, yeah, the rest is history. So the
2: people decided. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I I actually like the name, man. And the, even though I didn't know the story, because I was like, I listened to your EP. Like, his name's Gabriel. Where did Lay come from? Like, I thought maybe your surname, or maybe something to do with yeah. like your your family or something. But um, no, nah, the, the story is pretty cool. And I even like the whole rap poet kind of like. Even for myself, like I always wanted to be a rapper, and I realized I actually write poetry easier than I write rapping lyrics because you know like if a rapper has you're still constricted by your syllables and this that and the other and but with, as a poetry you could just write you know you can just write it doesn't matter what format. like it's quite free and that freedom is something that i really really enjoy and so um actually let's get into metamorphosis because this is this ep really resonated with me i think it's it's your it's your journey essentially in seven tracks and let me tell you the themes that I got from it and you tell me if, if I miss something or to expand on something. i got a real sense of um, dualism. Like these two across the whole EP, like you have the butterfly, you have the lion, or you have this identity crisis and you talk about being um, a, like a thug and still wanting to have a hug. And you have these two ideas which are quite parallel throughout this whole EP and somebody that has to cocoon himself because he doesn't know which part of him he wants to show the world. And through this process of writing or this through this process of, of, of maturing or living life, I think you, you're you comfortable with both. And I think that's a beautiful way to be. You, you know you've got two sides. Like, there's a lot of self-awareness, a lot of recognition, a lot of growth, a lot of this is who I actually am. I, I'm a little bit thugged out, but I do like being my female side. You know, I, I do have these two, aspects of myself and I'm quite comfortable with both of them. Um, That's what I got from it. um, Essentially, I think there's actually, there's much more than that. But this dualism is something that kept coming back to me because even the way you were rapping, the way you were, you were always doing things that were opposite and contradictory and paradoxical. And I love that kind of stuff and I'm always here for it. And like you, you were like, the, the evening is not the morning. You know, like you kept saying these things that are opposed and juxtaposed. Is that what you were going for? Or did I just, Take it to the edge. Yeah,
1: you know what? I love listeners like you, you know, honestly, because um, as I'm writing it, I sort of just giggle and snigger to myself thinking for a long time, unless you're gonna listen, I'm gonna be the only person that understands this. And that gives me, like, I feel like that used to frustrate me because it's like, don't let this go into your head. But now it's like, one day you're gonna realize, <laughs> like, bro, you're gonna be listening and you're gonna say, wow. That's what he was doing, kind of thing. Like, but when like earlier, before obviously we started recording, you mentioned how um you you like how uh, what was it um when I write, it's what was it even? that you said ah oh, no. ah no no no, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. But yeah, nah, that's this? definitely yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's definitely something I've been um very much experiencing for a a while. It it was about a couple, so I would say my journey really uh, missing the whole two years where I wasn't even like doing it properly. I would say my actual poetry journey started 2017, but feeling like this, I would say it kicked in around 20, late 2019, early 2020 when I started to actually find some recognition and it felt like, okay, now I have to commit to both Gabriel and Lay Speaks. And um, after my first EP, I actually released a single called Big Brother. And the whole point of that is, um, is literally that. So it's meant to be a perspective of Gabriel instead of Lay Speaks. So if I could release it, I would have released it under the name as Gabriel. Featuring Lay Speaks, kind of thing. I so it's meant to be Gabriel looking up to his older brother Lay Speaks, who does all the talking for him. Does all the yo? What do you mean you're talking about getting you mad? Like, let me handle this kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it was always like, um, I felt like Lay Speaks was the one that had all the you know, glitz, glamour, love, and attention, but then Gabriel was sort of just, oh yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you don't, know, he don't care about you. Like now that you're right, that's cool though. But like, rest yeah, kind of thing. Um. So, yeah, I feel like that was the main. I could say, you know, like when you get a spider diagram. I could say that that branched off into loads of other things. So, like you've mentioned, there's the um the whole lion and the butterfly, um, and then you've got the the flower and the gardener. Um, which obviously, like for the um, the, the careful uh, attention to detail listeners, uh, they'll know that um, my first EP, Spring Baby, was obviously related to um, flowers and all of these things. Track one was the flower, and the last track was um, the gardener, and they have their own juxtaposition messages. But like now, I was saying like, yo, I represent both myself, kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm a lion and also a butterfly. I'm the artwork, so I'm the canvas, like I am what you do, but I'm also the artist, like I'm, do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, no, it's dope that you picked all of that out, man, for real. No,
2: nah, no, nah, I, I literally, because I think one thing you said earlier about relatability, and I think when I was listening to you, the way you write, it's personal but completely relatable. There's a few things that you said about like, um so I'm, I'm stuck to my social media, but I don't pick up my calls. And I'm like, raw, like, that's actually me. Like, there's so many people that I know, you know, like we like being social, but we don't care much about people anymore. You know, like there's this real, um again, these two things that are really conflicting and they're pulling us in two different directions and they're not really getting us to where we want to get to. And um, I just want to start from the beginning because um, the first one, Cocoon, when you had... The dope artist, oh, I don't know her name, and I I, I saw her. Oh, yeah, she fully, fully uh, Actually, can we start about that? Like, how did you pick your your features? Because you have real dope features throughout the whole EP, and I must be like, like how? What's your process of, of doing features? Because uh, when I speak about myself, I I just write by myself. Like I write, I write, I I because I write books normally, so because of that, I don't have features like in my writing. So how do you pick features and how did you choose that actually, you know what, like this would be perfect for this artist and stuff like that?
1: Um, So I must say, everything I do, everything I do, everything I do, I'm very intentional. I'm very intentional. Um, I'm usually quite a few steps ahead. Not to say that that's so special about me. I'm sure there's many who are the same, but I'm just saying in terms of the way I go about things, I like to think in advance so then what you see, it might seem as Something overnight or just now, but it's, it's been in the works. So um, when I started planning the EP, um, I sort of looked at, okay, what is this EP going to actually be about? How are we gonna tackle it? How are we gonna address it? Okay, cool, dope. Now, in terms of the actual EP, how is it going to be packaged? What sort of you know um, feelings do I want to evoke? Cool. All right. Now, what kind of genres are we going for? I want to mix. Um, I wanted to sort of elevate it from the first EP and have much more of a variety, I guess. So I said, okay, cool. That means I'm gonna need rappers. I'm gonna need singers. I'm gonna need poets. I'm gonna need people with nice voices. <laughs> I'm gonna need just people that are going to bring all of these different things. But um, one thing that everyone had in common is you wanted to listen to what they were saying. like. Obviously, in this fast food music sort of era, there's people that can talk for a long time or give you something hot. They're not really resonating with it. So I wanted people who you're going to listen to. So I wanted a combination of like, you know, when someone's got a voice that's good on the ears, but also like, oh, yes, talk, like talk those things. Um, so with Cocoon Amalia, we go way back, uh, literally before any of this, stuff, man. That's a real one, isn't it? Um, so for the first EP, it's not. Ma- you're gonna realize how much like the two intertwine. Yeah. So for the first EP, uh, right at the end of the final track, because um, throughout the EP I had different voice notes from people, and because uh, I was doing phone calls with friends, and on the last track, I've sort of said to um, Amalia, no. The Malia one wasn't a phone call; it was a voice note that she sent me. I didn't ask for her to send it, and um, yeah, she was just picking up my team and saying like, "Yo, like, what's going on, bro? You're, I was there when you came on stage, and now you're, yo, I'm respecting what you're doing. Like, you're more than like, you know, poetry. You're an artist, kind of thing. you grow growing." And then she ended with, "See you soon in the studio." This is before, I feel, I feel like this is before she even knew I was doing an EP. So, um, because the EP ended like that, I said, you know what? The next EP, because she's the last verse on the first EP, I want her to be the first verse on the second EP. So it's like, I guess we did see you see it in the studio again. Yeah, kind no, 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 no. I love that. That's sick. Yeah, sort of just, that's what tied the two in for me, innit? So... It went from a voice note to her now dropping her trees and yeah man, I have a few. So, it's so hard. People have asked me what's my favorite verse outside of my own, and it's so hard, man. Because that her, yeah, she killed it, man. She yeah, she killed, killed it.
2: Man. And even um, actually, every feature was hard. So I don't want to pick anyone out. Um, they were all sick. I, I love the the singing. I think was it May sing in May uh, Sting, yeah. she was hard in broken winds. I love her voice. Uh, Mariam, I know her from Instagram, um, and I've always and I always DM her about her voice. I'm like, you have a voice of an angel. Like, I don't even care what you're saying. Like, you, you just literally, her voice is just like built for poetry. You know, like uh, she has such a beautiful voice, and she killed. She was the dev- last person I think, apart from the the person speaking at the end on your whole EP, and that was dope. But let's, I want to get into Cocoon because uh, that's what I wanted to to begin with. Um. I love your honesty. Like honestly, bro. Like, this is what I find as well when I was writing. I normally write about ideas, being spiritual, having a spiritual path, having a good in my life. I'm always about ideas philosophy. But you were about, you had that, but you still spoke about yourself. And you spoke about you just said like um the, the first line was oh, something about Michelle. I forgot the I
1: forgot the first line. But you you finally break up with Michelle. Yeah, like, I said,
2: like uh, coming out of my show after breaking up with Michelle and I was like, right, like to start off an EP. So honestly, and like, so literally like telling everybody, yeah, I'm, I'm coming out of my show and I'm telling you my truth. And, and and then you kept that energy throughout. Like, I don't think it ever drops with your o- honesty. And again, with the whole line and butterfly and the identity crisis. So why, what is this identity crisis? Is it identity crisis in masculinity? Is it about yourself? Is it like, because you even speak about the fact that as a man, maybe like we haven't been taught, to express ourselves correctly, or we even in relationships we're not that great because we don't know when to say what to say. And I think for yourself as an artist, we feel a lot, and then we don't know what to do with those feelings, right? So was that the identity
1: crisis that you were actually speaking about? Um, uh, what I was gonna say, I'll save it for when we get to butterfly effect. So um, yeah, pretty much uh, standard. Um, I felt like, there was a point in life where I was just going through it. And the worst part is, I feel like when you're feeling something, to not be able to acknowledge what it is or sort of distinguish what you're feeling is the worst. Like, you can imagine your body's in pain, but you don't know, you can't even, like, where is the pain? Like, I'm sure that's a feeling that's not known to people because if your legs hurt, you know your legs hurt if it's your elbow you know it's your elbow but imagine you're feeling a pain and you can't you don't know where it's coming from you don't know what's caused it so it's like i was just going through so much um and there was a turbulent relationship um for all the for all the ups i feel like the lows were very um damning sorry um obviously relationship issues on top of you know when i say relationship outside romantic so you know, relationship with, like, friends that I felt like I'd held on for too long, Um, family relationships and questioned a lot of things, things going on with my parents. Um, I was in university, which anyone who's a university student knows that alone is like... (laughs) So um, financial things as well. And, like, I'd never... I think... You're probably going to think you're a spoiled brat, but I didn't have a job until I was 20. I got my first job at 20 so like before that my I didn't really have financial independence and I think that alone teaches you a lot and it was weird for me because I grew up feeling being told as well that I was always so like advanced for my age and stuff and like I never really understood it but at the same time I always used to look around and think like if I'm real, I did look around I think I'm better than you guys. Like in just in a sense where I felt like, why wow, are you guys so immature? Or like, why didn't you guys understand this yet? And I'm not I'm still not particularly sure how I got to that. Maybe I was just raised in a particular way that, you know, it just treated me like I was older than I was from younger. Or something, I don't know. But um it got to a point where I didn't feel like that anymore. And it started to feel the opposite. It felt like I was getting to an age where Everyone my age, even people younger, they had like people, my friends were flying out. They were doing things, they were like staying out like a lot, like obviously I'd stay out late, but they were staying out like late, late or going up and down the country and having these different experiences. And I felt like I went from feeling like I'm so far advanced in terms of just thinking and the way I process complex to now feeling like I'm the baby amongst everyone. Like what is this kind of thing? And that conflicting with everything else, it just felt like, who even am I? What do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Who have I come from, let alone, how am I getting to the next stage? And it was a very uncomfortable kind of middle. And I found myself being very seclusive, reclusive. And yeah, I would say all of these things sort of put me in a cocoon. Which I've never actually mentioned before, which is a perfect platform to mention. But the actual, um, the original symbolism of the cocoon was depression. Um, so me breaking out of my shell was me sort of saying, "I can finally admit that I'm not depressed anymore," because I feel like there was a point where I could say, "I'm, I'm good," but I was still susceptible to sort of uh, relapse, if you will or it was just, I was one bad situation away from like, you know, falling to the same sort of bad habits, you know, the staying in my room, like I mentioned in the pieces with the lights off and stuff, or, you know, not talk to anyone, or being very antisocial and these things. But um, nah, uh, I would say cuckoo, and it was me sort of saying like, this is the start of something new, a rebirth, if you will, like you mentioned.
2: Yeah, man. and That whole rebirth theme is something that I, I felt throughout the whole EP. I think this is what we were speaking about before, um, about the whole idea of, of, of rebirth and, and, and finding yourself again. And I, I, like what, what you're saying is resonating with me so much because I was I was um, the youngest out of all my cousins. And being in the Asian household, you just hang around with your family most of your young life. And I was always the most mature one. Like even though I was, I was the youngest, they always used to tell you to me, like, you're so mature, like you're so, as you said, quite advanced for your age. And then when you grow up, and as you said, all your friends are like chasing money and doing all these things and have so much access to to life. And you're like, shit, like I'm still figuring shit out. Like I don't even know what I want to do. I don't even know who I am. But I and thank you for being so honest about all of that, because not only does it resonate, it shows that there is a way out. And um your words do they're not, even though you may have been going for all those things, they don't they're not depressing, they're quite inspirational. So I I applaud you for that, bro. Like um to be in that place and to still be quite inspirational and, and to still see yourself as positive, even though you must have been going through so much, that's a that's a real talent. And something that again really, really uh spoke to me was how you said um you're you know how to choose your words and, and you and you're being comfortable with silence and that, and you speak about meditation in, in some of the other tracks too and then to end it you said i hope you read between the lines so is is your thing about there are you trying to suggest to us how to you want us to truly carefully carefully listen because every single word you you've chosen you've picked it you've you've really decided this is the word I'm going to use for this emotion or this situation and everything, as you said, is quite deliberate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very intentional and um, I think one thing which can occasionally be a downfall, but for the love of the art, I don't see it that way. But I don't like filler lines. Like, I don't like throwing a line just to make it rhyme. Like, even if it's a line that attaches the one topic to the next topic every line sort of has some kind of intent and it might be, no matter the uh, degree, it could not take that much unpacking. It could be just bare face or it could be something that takes, obviously, a lot of unpacking, being a Mm. lyricist. If I say to myself, there are definitely things which go over heads and um, even, as you noticed, I do things between tracks which relate to things, Mm. but um, I'm sure you've noticed I also do it within a track. Yeah. So I might say something at the start, and then, you know, go full circle at the end, or I was say something in the middle, or I keep a theme, and you don't realize until the end, like I do these kind of things. Um, so I feel like if you're not really taking in what I'm saying, you won't understand what I've just done. Like it'll just sound like, you know, oh, that was, oh, yeah, oh, oh kind of thing.
2: Hundred percent. I think this. I think your EP needs to be listened to, and it? it's not. It's not just to be put in the background, or it's not like background music, or something that you can just bop your head to. Um, even though there are some tracks that I like, that I think your your rapping one, I think float like a butterfly. It's definitely like that. But um, the other ones are are there to pay attention, and we need that kind of music because that's what music was like for me growing up. Being Nas, my favorite artist of all time, I've had to listen to every single word he said because everything had meaning. And then when you go into, I just speak about Nas, and of course you had the M&M flow for Metamorphosis. And then you started with the whole Epstein line, and I was like, oh, is that is that inspired by M&M's like, real, like, I'm gonna tell you, literally. Like, you know how m M&M m used to be, man. He used to just be like, raw. Wow, how can you say that? And so I love the fact that you had that flow, and then the first line you actually speak is about that Epstein line. And I was like, okay, cool. Is this the inspiration from M&M as well that's, that's coming through? Yeah.
1: Uh, is that aggression? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I should have been more question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, it's 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 interesting because when people ask me like, what? "What's your and stuff or like, Do you inspire you?" like the names even make me laugh because it's like I understand how, but when you when you hear me say that, no, you are thinking, "What? Where that? Where does, <laughs> Where is the correlation?" Because like, um, yeah, I was never into poetry like that. I wasn't. Uh, you know, I didn't I knew the obvious, you know, the Maya Angelus and the Charles Bukowski's and but I wasn't actually indulging in that. It wasn't my thing of boring. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to play FIFA and chill with the in innit. I wasn't into the approach the stuff. So. But um I was definitely more inspired by like um maybe you because you I've noticed you're into music, maybe you can find some kind of connection between these artists, but like the likes of Cadet, God rest you soul. Um, Eminem, Stormzy, uh, Dave, Wretch, Nas, um, J. Cole to an extent as well. Um, And on more of a musical point of view, um, interestingly enough, Lowen Hill and um, for this last EP, um, Chris Brown as well. But yeah, that was... um, I've tried to, not even say I've tried, it's sort of something that happens. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. I don't think, I think, I think the whole Eminem flow, you did it on purpose, obviously. But like those, I can actually, now you've mentioned all those names, I can see how they've been influencing because most of my lyricists, even like Chris Brown he, he, he speaks for, like he, he's not just another guy, you know, like he, he does say his truth for his music, even though he's singing it. And I, I really resonate because all of those artists you mentioned all say something. You know, like you lauren how to your J. Cos, to your Nazis, to your to your cadets, um, they all say something, you know, and I think that comes out through your whole thing. And for, for that track for me, the metamorphosis, I got this whole idea of your fear to express yourself. And that's the thing that I got from that. Like you're in your cocoon and you you don't know how to express yourself. You've got this fear of having to actually say what's on your mind. Is is that what was that song was about? Did I miss it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Um, so there's not going to be a better time to. So quickly, um, I'm just going to quickly say. So the first EP, uh, "Spring Baby," um, I touched on. Um, there was a bar. I said I can't even remember this. I'm but I mentioned how it's. Um, yeah, I say the Genesis, but I've already seen Revelations, because um, I was sort of saying, do you know what, Spring Baby, uh, vegetation, spring. We think this is the start of a journey. And I, I was telling you, like, this is literally the birth. You're what you're witnessing right now is the birth of something, and um, that means obviously I have a lot to learn, I have a lot to figure out, I have a lot to do. But it was also, it wasn't just, you know, the birth. It was obviously like a a while, wow, like say like zero to a few a few years maybe. Um, so obviously, once you've grown once you've been born and you've grown what comes next is um transformation so like a caterpillar is born and then obviously it grows and it reaches a certain state and then metamorphosis occurs. and then I felt like that's where I was so I was at this point where I was like okay I'm lay speaks now this is really a thing like your friends are saying yo how's the you going yo lay speaks, yeah like your, your followers are flying up, people are calling you for events and things like, you've established that, th- your sisters are mentioning it, your parents aren't t- like you've established that this is a part of you now. So, are, like, how do you approach it? Are you going to continue being sort of so, Um, oh, that's just my little thing on the side, or are you gonna like be more like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm Les Speaks, like this is what I do, like, nice to meet you. Oh, what do I, I'm into per- like, be a lot more. This is my story. This is what I do. This is a major part of my life. Um, because there was a point where um, I didn't want to sort of say if I was meeting someone, new, I didn't want them to know until they found it or stumbled on it or something like that. It was I didn't. It just felt like a, I do not know. Like just, you know what I'm saying?
2: No, I, I I completely understand what you're saying because even for me, sometimes like I have my own company and I'm a podcast, etc. Cetera, et cetera. When you speak to people, they just get a bit like, oh, like my life shit compared to yours. And you know, it's like, well, I, I'm not trying to say it like that. I'm just trying to actually just tell you what I do, you know, and like what you do is awesome too. It's not like I'm trying to big myself up and I've had to, I just felt like I had to hide that part. Of me more, even though everyone knew, you know, like you still don't want to speak about it or express it or, or say it. And then, then I think you're right. Like one, you have to actually own it and just be like, you know, this is, this is me isn't it? and this is what makes me happy. And this is what's connected to people. And
1: this is what I do, essentially. So with the track, I feel like it was an opportunity to sort of say that, you know what, not only am I owning it, but I'm sort of going to tell you that, you know what, I'm now ready to really express and sort of take this to where I want it to go. Um, Because I would say before a lot of the stuff that I've put out, even on IG, um, I was definitely always introspective and retrospective, but my angle was always quite dark. I felt like the only way I knew how to show emotion was from a dark place. And um I thought, you know what? No, like I don't have to be ashamed of showing the dark, but I can also show that there's there's darkness in the light or there's beauty in the dark kind of thing. Like you can always find something from some someone or some one from something kind of thing. And I was very much, I was I was just raring to go. I was saying, you know what? Let's have it. Like I'm, re- like I'm so charged up. Like if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this now, man. Like,
2: nah, I hear that, bro. And even even the whole light thing, the way the whole thing starts with a light, for come through the crack of the cocoon and stuff like that. That's the whole way. And I think that's a like like what you're saying. The light is entering the darkness again. The whole dualism aspects of it. and Then when we go to track three, Lion Club, that has a lot of religious connotations in there. Um the way you started the third day, the Lord did this, and then you say stuff about like scripture and religious things and, and you your sick line about like um forbidden fruit and Adam and Eve. I'm so bad at trying to say somebody else's line. But I thought that was that was actually hard how you how you how you put that in. I only heard that in the second or third listen. And I had to you know, I like, oh I was like, Oh, I didn't even catch that the first time, which I, I love because I love when a album expands, you know, and then this this one definitely definitely does expand every time I do listen to it. So how is um how is that for you? What is your your thing with religion, and is it important for you to to express it or that version that
1: side of yourself too? It's interesting because um, I'm not religious, bro, but I've obviously grown up Christian, and um, I've taken a lot of lessons from it. And it's not to denounce Christianity or anything, but um, I would say that a lot of my spirituality still stems from that, and um, is taught, Christianity taught me spirituality, essentially. And now I've now become more, I've, I've grown up, I've become a man and I decided to think for myself. Not to say that, don't do that as a Christian, but just in a sense where a lot of what I understood on me was what was taught to me. And when I started to educate myself, um, I decided that maybe this isn't for me. And um, But in terms of the symbolism, I wanted to still portray that because that's, you know, that's where I've come from, even though it's not necessarily what represents the life I'm living now. It's where I've come from. So, um, yeah, And on the third day, God created the earth, spring baby descended when Mother Nature gave birth. Um, That was definitely, obviously, heavily uh, much Christian portrayed line, but it was more so also about, like, um, why must it be so? <sighs> because when I speak about God now, and I, I speak I say God is a woman, and I speak about Mother Nature and Mother Africa as, you know, manifestations of God, so to speak. So I was sort of trying to draw the or bring the two sort of closer sort of thing. And I was trying to do that in a way where it's like, this is my um, past, so to speak, but this is how I see it now. Mm. Um, That's yeah, it. So.
2: That's it. Like re reidentifying it in your own mind, kind of thing. And um, but yeah. you basically you're acknowledging it, but you're not taking it literally. Like you're literally using that whole forbidden fruit as a symbol, rather than this actually mm-hmm. kind of happening. No, I, I hear that. I think that was. That was sick. Um I love that track as well by the way. And when we get to track four, uh, Broken Winds, another great track another big Thank you for listening to the third Ivy Podcast. To find out more, please
0: visit thirdworld.co.uk.
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Check us out on Instagram with the handle Third World LTD. Each time making sure you put three eyes in third. Like, comment, and subscribe. And please stay tuned for next week where I'll be in conversation with another special guest. Thank you once again and have a great day.